Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hold on. Ah, gosh darn it. What's going on here? There we go. Ooh, jeez. Hey, Father Brian, the first one in. He is the winner. All right. Let me end that music. Jeez. I'm all out of sorts here. Oh, goodness me. Oh, all right. Father Brian is the winner. So for that, I think Father Brian deserves a round of applause. If I can find my audio effects, let's give, let's hear for Father Brian. Let's hear. All right. Welcome, Lady Rebecca. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Brother Wicked, also known locally as Matt. And I welcome all of you live listeners, and I'll greet you as you enter the room. And I also welcome you in the published land as well. Uh, working on getting a few more listeners on the publish side of things, the download side of things. And, uh, yeah, so I think, I don't know, I guess I got to spend more time on self-promotion or uh, either that or just uh, do a lot of self-loathing and maybe believe nobody likes me, nobody wants to listen to my show, <laughs> other than the people that are important that are here now in the live room, of course, Lady Rebecca and Father Brian. So very good. Just had a really good good zumba class i'm getting returning students week to week and a lot of good energy happy i always feel better after zumba and i uh, it seems like other people feel better about that too i hope everyone's doing well um i know it's the holidays stressful time for uh, many people and uh, if you are stressed out i uh I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. I understand. I won't even give you advice. I'm here to listen. Because it is a stressful time for many of us. And it's a lonely time for many of us, too. And like I said, don't be the hot dog and Pop-Tart guy. Uh, please and thank you. Somebody's messaging me. Who is it? Good night. My, that's for my ex-wife, actually. I just sent a group chat. To my ex-wife and kids saying, good night, you know, uh, hope you and, uh, so she texted me back. So that's, uh, good. We love you too. Thank you, Lady Rebecca. Thank you very, very much. And it's important to, uh, just not hold. Uh, no, now I'm just going to start giving advice. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Who am I to give advice? I was going to say, don't hold grudges during the holiday season. Seriously, try not to get pissed off at people, especially your loved ones. Holidays are crazy, Lady Rebecca, they are. But do your best not to get pissed off at your loved ones. It's so easy to do. But it seems like every year somebody in my family or one of my friends, uh, so it seems like just people get pissed off at each other. And, it's, and it has to do with stress. I get it. I get it. But try your best not to or if there is some stress just talk it out okay i mean you'll feel better for it in the end welcome captain a to the live studio hope you hang around and 
listen. But again, who am I to give advice? If you are pissed off at a family member or a friend this holiday season, Brother Wicked, also known as Matt, is here to listen to you and not give you advice about that, unless you ask for it. Then maybe I'll give it to you. All right. I haven't heard from Rounding Third very much lately. Uh, The last time I heard from him, he's doing well, uh, but he's been very, very busy. So Rounding Third may not make an appearance here tonight. I don't know if Stout will make an appearance tonight or not. Eric's typically busy during the week, so he may not. Uh, But we'll see who shows up. Maybe Stinky Glenn. will come in he started sending reels again but not much lately says lady rebecca and what she's referring to is uh rounding third is known to send reels to us on instagram he sends me a lot of uh, funny golf ones because he knows i like playing golf and every once in a while he'll send me a political one from the right wing side of things because he knows that it will uh rub me the wrong way a little bit which it always does but it's all in good fun absolutely um um i try not to do that um um when i'm like when i'm like i try not to say like either when i'm in a meeting especially a zoom meeting this is what happens somebody on the other end it tends to be somebody with like a phd and they call them doctor or something those what am i doing oh i'm cheering i'm cheering myself (laughs) anyway It's the smartest ones that typically in these meetings will be like, um, and then uh, when we look at this page here, um, third line down, um, uh, you'll see, um, and it's just like, oh my goodness. I mean, didn't you take public speaking while you're getting your PhD? I mean, and then I start, sometimes I will do like a tally on, or I have in the past, I've done like tallies of uh, an um tally on how many ums people say. I'm not saying I'm a perfect speaker by any stretch of the imagination, but it seems like if you have a certain level of training, you can avoid those basic public speaking things. It might be in a dank, maybe I'm being a dank, maybe I'm being too judgmental. I'll try not to be. Uh, It's a stressful time of year, right? So if I'm being a little bit of a dank, that's why. In this show, Brother Wookiee will discuss his opinions on a recent Michigan event. Well, I might as well get right into it. Uh, The school shooting, and I'm not going to get all emotional and, like, one-sided on this. I'm just going to kind of give a take on what is put on school systems and how a little common sense could potentially just go a long way. It seems like in this particular school shooting, there hasn't been a lot, there hasn't been a huge outcry from either side, uh, the gun rights side or the anti-gun rights side. If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know on this one, I'm actually pretty moderate. But I think I am realistic on this thing because i believe most people agree with me and then people typically people on the gun rights uh, pro gun rights side will try to find a seam and get in there but 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 you know and just start an argument and it's just like dude 
calm down. Calm down. Nobody's going to take your guns away. Nobody. But, but, no. Let me say it again. Nobody's going to take your guns away. But, 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 no. It's not going to happen. Okay? And that's not what the discussion is about, typically. One, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic that guns can be taken away from uh, people. Especially, I mean, guns that people already own. I mean, if you want to talk about voluntary buybacks that the government can do, that's a whole other discussion. I don't think it would be a, do a bit of good. I don't think people would uh, take part in it. They did that in Australia after a mass shooting oh, probably 30 years ago or so. And uh, they did it there, but that's a different culture. And we do have a strong gun culture in this country. We do. We do. There's no arguing about that. Uh, some people try to, no, we don't. No, we don't. It's just like we have people that just uh, uh, take pride in being an American. And no, 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 no. We, uh, this country worships guns. We have more guns than people in this country. And I mean, it's just, and that's a fact. I mean, people freaking worship guns. I mean, when you have a congressman posing on Twitter, a Christmas card photo with his family, and they're all holding, you know, semi-automatic rifles. <laughs> you know, machine gun, army-type rifles. Yes, I know some hunting, a lot of hunting rifles are semi-automatic. I know that much about guns, people. Uh, you know, that just goes to show, I mean, what's the purpose of that? Oh, he's taking pride in being an American, his second man. No, he's not. He's just being a dank. That's all he's doing. He's being a dank. He knows he's going to get attention. He knows that the gun rights people are going to be like, way to be, God damn ya. He's going to get all kinds of uh, political action committee money from gun rights people. Hey, Chief, uh, Big Chief Thunderlung. Uh, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Welcome for uh, welcome back, I should say. He's been a repeat listener. But within that, you go to this case in particular. A 15-year-old kid. Dad buys him a gun. Four days later, there's a school shooting. That's a simplistic explanation of it. I'll dig a little deeper. Okay. Now, it's a federal crime for anyone over the age of 18 to purchase a handgun or own a handgun. Now, if this is this was purchased by the father, the kid was in the store. Then it goes over all over social media. This is my baby's Christmas present. So this indeed was the kid's gun. Now, the parents may have kept it under lock and key or claimed that they did and took responsibility for it, but they didn't do a very good job. Then, of course, you know, many of you know what happened. Monday comes, he's looking at ammunition on his cell phone and... That gets reported. And at that point, actually, something more should have been done. Comes back to school the next day, draws a bunch of pictures, violent pictures, about shooting people up and crying for help. He goes to the office with the parents. The parents refuse to take him home. He tells, the boy tells the administration that he was just drawing pictures about a video game that he was playing. Excuse me, getting a sip of sippy water. And they send him back to class. Now, they did tell the parents that 
They had 48 hours to report this, or the school would. Big mistake there. The school should have reported it immediately. And the second thing is even if the parents, which they did, refused to <clears throat> take the boy home, they should have never sent that boy back to the class room. So the school made some mistakes, definitely. And of course, it's being investigated. The problem with this, and I'm going to throw this back to our education system a little bit, is every time something like this happens in school staff meetings everywhere across the country after this happens, this topic dominates. All of a sudden, schools have to address what they're doing and how they would deal with a similar situation. And that's, it's unfortunate that this has to be the case because it happens so often and it takes away from the education of our kids. We put so much on our schools now, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago how teachers are just leaving in mass. It's just, it's the most thankless position you can have professionally now. It really is. Maybe next to being a police officer, or maybe equated with being a police officer. Doesn't matter. They're both pretty thankless jobs. And then you get into the culture war stuff, where Fox News constantly talks about uh, critical race theories, which uh, critical race theory, which isn't taught in schools. Jesus, I mean, it's, it's just with all the standards that uh, teachers are required to help students meet, and all the worries around that, then safety, and then it gets into student behavior and what you can and can't do legally and that's what school administrators do largely if there's a behavior problem they first look at what can we do to get out of this situation without getting sued and that is the reality of our public school system today and what do people get upset with like i said critical race theory or they'll storm a school board meeting if uh the school board wants to change the name of the school mascot because the mascot's name is Indians. And they want to change it because it's offensive, which it obviously is. And it's like, that's what you're going to show up to a school board meeting for. That's what you're going to hang your hat on. And then you attack the school board who, I mean, school board members don't get paid much. I mean, they're largely volunteer positions. I mean, I was on the school board for four years. I got paid $125 a year to do it. I did it because I wanted to help out the education of the kids in my community. That's the sole reason. And it's just, a, I mean, that's kind of the other side of the school shootings when they happen. In this case, prosecutors are going after the parents, and they should. I mean, maybe they'll be acquitted, but it's worth looking into. I mean, and I think where the gun argument should end with mass shootings is just, can we all agree that the people that do these shootings should not have owned a gun? That person who just shot up a bunch of people should not have owned a gun. At least we can agree on that.
Okay. At least we can agree on that. I would hope. I would hope. And moving on. And if there were more people in here, I'm sure I'd be getting callers. Because gun. when you talk about guns, all of a sudden people are like, oh, I did this when I first started podcasting. And all of a sudden I got a ton of calls. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Uh, and I talked about loneliness in the holidays. This week's news will be from Freedom, Maine. Here's the local news from Freedom, Maine. This is from a guy. I didn't get this guy. I didn't write this guy's name down. Oh, that is horrible. I'll have to get his name later. Actually, you know what? Bear with me. I should get his name now. Jeez, I'm reading this guy's article. I mean, come on. Uh, Freedom, Maine is a town that uh, Stout largely grew up, grew up in. Uh, the story with Stout is... I'll give you just kind of a rough overview. Stout is a Jersey guy. He's from a big family, the youngest uh, by quite a bit. I think is the next oldest or youngest sibling is eight years older than him. And he ended up being, he ended up going back and forth between Jersey quite a bit. His uh, older sister was the one that moved here first and she was a hippie and uh, stayed bought a bunch of property and then uh chris's older brother bought property too built the house and anyway chris went back and forth stout went back and forth quite a few times and uh finally stayed and actually ended up in florida in his 20s because he had a family member down there and now he goes back and forth between the two but spends most of his time in the Daytona Beach area. And that's the story of Chris Stout. I think they should write... I think, yeah, that's like a movie script right there, what I just described, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was exciting stuff right there. Okay, I'm at the local paper page here, the Village Soup. It's called the Waldo County Village Soup, if you ever want to take a look at it online. And you'll get uh, some idea of what life is like for uh, Brother Wicked. Community, blah, blah, blah. Community happenings. Bear with me. Bear with me. If I can't find it, I'll credit him in the notes. Uh, but I, oh, it looks like I'm going to find it. I'll just sing to you and hum while I'm looking for it. Here we go. Just scroll down a little bit. All right. Freedom News. Uh, it is by Tyler Hadeniak. Tyler Hadeniak. Hadeniak. Oh, now, how do you pronounce that? H-A-D-Y-N-I-K. Hadeniak. Anyway, he's a young pop. So listen, listen to this. Did you see that Central Maine Power is raising the average price for a kilowatt hour from six cents to eleven cents? Central Maine Power is uh, the power company that gives power to most of the state of Maine, and they're not popular. Probably you have similar stories in your state. Uh, Central Maine Power (CMP) says that will result in about a thirty-dollar a month increase for the typical Maine household. The timing of this is awful. 
Why couldn't the rate change happen when the sun sets at 8.30 p.m. and not 4.30 p.m.? And then he leaves that and goes right into the Mount View class of 2011 reunion went well despite only 12 or so people attending. It was held at Lake St. George Brewing Company in Liberty. I had a fantastic time catching up with quite a few people from whom I went to elementary school, not just high school. Many of them still freedom residents. We conversed as as if characters in Springsteen's glory days. Interesting and ironic because... R.J. Keller and I just reviewed that album, that uh, Born in the USA, where you can find Glory Days, and bonded over how our kids will one day soon be classmates at Mount View. By the way, Mount View is where I went to high school as well, and Rounding Third, and Stout, and Eric, uh, and uh, Sergeant Williams. On the other end of the spectrum, we also were able to reintroduce ourselves to people who, and R.J. Keller, <laughs> sorry, able to reintroduce ourselves to people who were only acquaintances in high school. It was a great night, and we left only because the brewery was closing. To be honest, I felt that after not seeing these people for at least 10 years, we would have nothing to talk about. Thankfully, such was not the case. One is a hairdresser in Unity, another a cook across the street from my Belfast office, another lives like myself in the same house where he grew up. Even if we didn't keep in touch over the past 10 years, we had one tie that binds. We either never left home or anxiously returned when the time came. And even if we left for a time, a part of us was always home. Thanks to the brewery for hosting. Their blueberry sour beer is certainly something for which I will return. Also, thanks to Lindsay Doherty for high, uh, high school classmate and current Mount View Elementary guidance counselor for organizing this event, which is kind of scary because uh, uh, Lindsay is the daughter of someone I went to school with who's younger than me. Uh, so anyway, that was well written. Good job, Tyler. And that's been the goings on in uh, a gentleman from Freedom, Maine. Uh, there you go. And that's kind of how our community news reads but it's about what's going on in uh, people's lives in those towns so uh, yeah yeah good good welcome q u k w v z n some people have very creative uh, uh usernames here i'll say that uh, another thing i wanted to discuss was uh uh homelessness uh Locally in Bangor, Maine, there was a fire over the weekend in an abandoned house uh, where three people died. And come to find out, the three people were homeless. What happened, the goings-on with that are were that there was an encampment near one of the uh, overpasses of the highway of 395. It was there for months, and this is an encampment that keeps on reappearing after the city uh, says, hey, you got to move elsewhere. And with the cold weather coming, they're like, okay, you people have to clear out. It's not safe. It's uh, cold. It's unsanitary. And, I mean, they they show pictures, and it's just uh, of needles just everywhere. It's just really sad. And it's hard for the people to leave because they build a community in these encampments. 
And also, they have no other place to go. Hey, Sergeant Williams, I was just talking about you. All good things, of course. And the homeless shelter can only hold so many people in the city of Bangor, mainly because of COVID. And even before COVID, uh, many nights, there weren't any beds left for people. And you've heard this story before. You probably live in cities that have the same problem. But it's just interesting that we see it in smaller cities in rural states like Maine. We even see it in Belfast. There's been encampments that have been broken up in Belfast. So a lot of the problem, I mean, one problem is drug addiction. But another problem is just affordable housing and just the sheer lack of affordable housing. Many of these people that are homeless actually work. But another problem is, too, as evaluations of homes go up, which is happening because the second a house goes on the market, it sells regardless of how much the price, I mean, I can't believe how much some of these houses are going for locally. Um, You know, probably, I would say, 60% higher than what the asking price was as little as two years ago. And with that comes reevaluations, higher property taxes. So if you rent an apartment and energy costs all of a sudden are going up, on top of that, you know, the landlord doesn't have a choice really, but to raise rent prices as well. Then you talk about building affordable housing apartments in any area. It happened here in Belfast. And you have a public outcry of just a few people, but it's just enough. So a small public outcry of people that are worried about their their own property values going down and what potential riffraff affordable housing could bring which I think is bullshit. I mean, you're talking about people that have jobs, families. You're not talking about uh, welfare recipients that are going to be shooting up on heroin all day. And I don't know what the answer is. I believe the answer is, you know, affordable housing, just affordable housing units. And if uh, people in the community don't like it, you know, hell with them. I mean, I really believe that is the answer. Um, I do know in New York City, if they do, if someone, a contractor wants to put up an apartment building, they have to, if they want a permit, they have to agree that a certain amount of units uh, are affordable for uh, the working class, if you will. Uh, Sergeant Williams, uh, change the subject a little bit. Uh, We're going to do a movie podcast does it stand the test of time or uh, movie pod, uh, podcast this coming saturday uh, december 11th but we're going to put that off till january 1st uh, for a couple reasons uh, we're busy on saturdays uh, from here on out until the end of the uh, until the end of this year because of the holidays and just uh, what that brings with uh, busyness and all that fun stuff so we're going to put it off, and also Sergeant Williams is still waiting for Revenge of the Nerds to show up in the mail. And I haven't watched it yet. I have it, uh, but, and I would send it out to her, uh, but I haven't watched it yet. So anyway, we both have to 
uh, get the movie and watch it. And then we'll, uh, this gives us plenty of time to uh, take notes on that. And then January 1st, we're going to give a wicked, wicked awesome, as the name of the show entails, uh, movie review. We're doing that and Fatal Attraction, uh, which I have watched have watched Fatal Attraction, uh, and I have taken notes on that. Chuck, how the hell are ya? I don't know if Chuck's been in here before. It looks like he's got a picture of a squirrel. Uh, yeah, good for you, Chuck. Jeez, I haven't been funny at this show. I've just been talking about serious stuff. I mean, I've been talking about, like, uh, you know, school shootings, uh, the burdens that we place on schools, uh, homelessness, uh people dying and jeez, i'm in god i gotta get i gotta i gotta be more up i gotta be more funny here what can i do to be more funny oh i know what i can do <laughs> hi i'm chuck what's up chuck what's up chuck how you doing i'm sure he's heard that one before what's up chuck all right um so Music Box, if you've been watching those documentaries on HBO, they did one on Woodstock, which I talked about here a while ago. They did one on Alanis Morissette and and uh, Squirrel. We like Squirrel, don't we? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, Alanis Morissette and Jagged Little Pill. That album's freaking good. That documentary's good, too. And it's like, if you don't know the story about her, and I won't do any spoilers here, but she was like a Canadian pop pop princess. And she lost her record contract for whatever reason. Uh, And I think she pissed off the wrong people at the age of like 16. So then she moves to L.A. and writes this ballsy album. And... At first, she couldn't find a label to put it out. Finally, she did. And holy cow, what a freaking, like, angry, just, like, in-your-face, you-go-girl album. I'm Chuck the Squirrel. I enjoy nuts and climbing trees. All right, Chuck. All right. That's awesome. Cool. If you want to call in and talk in your squirrel voice, I would be more than welcome. I I would more than welcome that. I'd more than welcome that. Jeez, I can't even talk tonight. So there's that one, and uh, the drummer, Taylor Hawkins, went on to play for the Food Fighters. He's interviewed in it. Uh, also watched the one on DMX, hip-hop artist, if you're not familiar with him. Very popular in the late 1990s, early 2000s. It was in a few movies as well. I'm not really into hip-hop. I appreciate some of it, um, but I'm not really familiar with his music. But it was an interesting documentary. Um, it was filmed a year before he died. He was making a comeback. And then uh, just drugs overtook him. And just a sad life. I mean, he was incarcerated a couple times at least. And and just had a hard, hard life. Surrounded himself with the wrong people. And uh, died tragically way too young. It is a good documentary. Um, and I recommend watching it. Can you sing? I don't care. Come on in. Uh, Chuck's asking if he can come in and sing. I don't care. Come on in and sing. I'm going to talk about Kenny G here in a minute. So do you want to call in before I start talking about Kenny G? You can if you want to. It's uh, completely up to you. 
Anyway, um, I'll talk about Shkendi G. Why not? And the last one I watched, the last one of these documentaries is on uh, Kenny G. Um, and it's worth watching because I have, you know what? Kenny G sucks. Kenny G's music really, really sucks. And this documentary just reinforced my opinion of that. And they interviewed him quite extensively, and I did gain an appreciation for him as an individual just simply because he's enjoying what he's doing. So that's a good thing. And I'll talk more about it after I get uh, uh, Chuck. Oh, Chuck was just trying to call in, then he left. What happened? Here, I'm going to try to get him back in. Uh, I think he's going to sing for us, but we'll see. Hey, Chuck. Chuck an applause for that, don't I? Let's uh, give Chuck an applause for that one. All right. That's it for Chuck. All right. Merry Christmas, he said. Merry Christmas right back to you. Gosh, uh, Hema Butta. just entered the studio. That's a name for you. Is it, or maybe it's Hemi Butta. Hemi Butta. Is it Hemi? That's that's how I'll pronounce it. Uh, Hemi, it's uh, Hemi, 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 buddy, Hemi, butter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. Back to the Kenny G thing. It's like you know what? Uh, A lot of podcasts out there, music podcasts, they like everything they freaking listen to. They don't complain about music. They just like music for its face value. They don't dig deep into it, or maybe they try to, but they just like everything they freaking hear and again i shouldn't be so critical because all of them have a bigger listenership than this podcast (laughs) which all the power to them because they're and it's probably a large part of it it has to do with their how positive they are as human beings i get it but at the same time i feel like music film television books whatever it's just like we have to develop opinions around these uh, to like just get our minds off just the mundaneness and depression and anxiety of life you know i want floating in my head every once in a while how much i really like a song or really like a movie at the same token i like to think deeply about why i don't like something you know, in the case of Kenny G, I'm glad Kenny G is around or people or musicians like Kenny G are around because it gives me something to piss and moan about. 
I need something to piss and moan about that is completely meaningless. You know? So for that, I am grateful for Kenny G. And that music that you hear in elevators, your dental office, uh, whatever else. I mean, it is a sound unique to him. Uh, and if it you like it, I'm not going to criticize you. But, uh, you know, you, you don't have to like everything you listen to. It's okay. And it's okay to have discussions about it. It's like, it's funny. It can be funny. I mean, when we start doing reviews and we start picking apart things, I mean, it's funny. It, it can be funny. It should be funny. Absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you for liking the show later, Rebecca. Not a very active room tonight, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm looking at my notes and thinking of other stuff that I could uh, uh, talk about here. Uh, any of you guys have topics you'd like to talk about? I'm actually running out of ideas. Uh, we got a call from uh, Chuck, who sang with Elvin and the Chickmunks. That's always good. That's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody have any plans for travel plans for Christmas? You going anywhere? You staying home? No travel for Lady Rebecca, says Lady Rebecca. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm staying put, too, thank goodness. We just put up the tree. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. We put up ours. We just put up. We always put up ours at the house the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's tradition. Ooh, back to Kansas for Sandy. Good for you. Good for you. Didn't I see on the face thing like years ago, Sandy, that uh, you and your husband watch horror movies on Christmas Eve? Is that a tradition of yours? Or am I making that up? Okay, she says, okay, I didn't make that up. Yeah, that's kind of cool. We all need traditions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to do Chinese food on Christmas Eve. We'd order out for it. Uh, if horror movies or Dexter Marathon. Oh, that's a good idea, Dexter Marathon. Yeah. I haven't watched Dexter past season four, I, I, which I would like to. Hey, Dude Man Mike, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we used to order out for uh, Chinese food on Christmas Eve. If you don't know, that's a Jewish tradition because in New York City, uh, of course, Jews don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Hanukkah. Uh, they wanted to do something special because everyone else was celebrating a holiday. So a lot of them wanted to go out to eat. And the only places, the restaurants that were open in New York City were Chinese restaurants because uh, uh, Chinese uh, individuals don't celebrate Christmas either. So it became like a Jewish tradition. My kids are, uh, my ex-wife's half Jewish. My kids are quarter Jewish. So uh, we used to order out for Chinese food. But then the only good uh, Chinese place in Belfast burned down and they didn't rebuild it. And the the other place in Belfast that, and I don't mind saying it, the 
other Chinese restaurant in Belfast is terrible. <clears throat> it's like, and you've all been to Chinese restaurants that just are actually uh, really, really bad and give you a stomach ache, uh, that type of thing. That's this this other place. So one year we traveled 35 minutes to the nearest place to get Chinese food and we decided, ah, that's a little bit too much to do on Christmas Eve. So now I th- we do we do a bunch of different things, do a lot of our derby type things for Christmas Eve. And uh, my ex-wife's or my ex-in-laws will come by and it's good to see them. That's typically when I can really spend some quality time with them. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, Lady Rebecca says, we're trying to find the old Christmas cartoons. Yeah, those are uh, those are good. R- R- Rudolph the Claymation, that, that one's my favorite. Charlie Brown's awesome, of course. Uh, what are the ones? The Frosty the Snowman one's good. There was that mouse one I never liked. What was that one? Uh, that was called, it was the night before Christmas, I believe. Yeah, I never, I never particularly liked that one. Uh, the Grinch, of course, the Grinch cartoon is way better than any of the movies that uh, came out after it. That thing's a classic, uh, and the songs that go with it. I mean, I can just listen on Spotify to the whole story of the Grinch with all those songs. In fact, I do every year. I was gonna do a live action thing with my daughter Molly uh, with the songs and me narrating the book but it doesn't look like we can put it together there's quite a bit uh more to it than i thought it would be but eventually i would like to do that with her the snow miser and the heat miser uh, is that a cartoon is that a cartoon um if uh, i don't know if i've heard of that one if it is yeah yeah um uh what other christmas cartoons are there uh, what other Christmas cartoons are there? Uh, it is part of one. Uh, this says Lady Rebecca. And Sergeant Williams says, yes, I like that one. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, actually, I remember Madagascar, when I had that DVD for the kids when they were really little, that they watched to death. There was a short film on that DVD uh, that involved the penguins in Christmas. It was like a Christmas caper or something. That was really, really good. It involved like an old lady and her dog. And I can't remember all the details of it, which is unbelievable that I can't because I watched the thing six a bazillion times. But that one was good. That one was good. That one would be worth watching again, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think next sun, uh, next Sunday, next Tuesday, a week from Tuesday, I think what I'll do is I'll do an episode. I won't do it tonight, uh, but I'll I'll advertise it. Uh, your favorite Christmas carols and your least favorite Christmas carols, and I'll give equal time to both. And I'll get on my face thing, and I'll get other people's opinions on that uh, as well. And uh, I already know what my least favorite is. Uh, I have to think, I I do like Christmas carols, I will say that, but I have to think long and hard about what my favorite one might 
be. My least favorite, I know right off the bat, there's no question. And if you want to know what it is, you'll have to wait until next week. And some of you, many of you will agree with me. Many of you won't. I have found this. Old Christmas carols are the ones that I like. Anything like from 1987-ish up until now, modern day Christmas carols, especially originals, I really, truly do not like. I mean, it. I almost am of the belief that Christmas carols have to have that kind of old feel tone to them. I mean, when you think of like, uh, even like Jingle Bell Rock, like the classic Jingle Bell Rock of, I don't even know who sang it, but you know, the old version of Jingle Bell Rock. It's just like, yeah, and nobody should kind of remake that. I want to listen to that Jingle Bell Rock. White Christmas. I want to hear Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Maybe uh, it's cold outside. Uh, whoever sang that, I don't want to hear Rod Stewart and Bonnie Raitt sing it. I want to see, I want to hear whoever the hell sang it back then. Uh, Santa Baby, whoever sang that, the, that seductive voice. I want to hear her sing it. I don't want to hear, like, I don't know, Katy Perry sing it. Uh, but you get the idea. You get the idea. There's one exception to that. Um, the Wham version of the Wham song uh, that they did there, uh, Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart. That song I actually like. That's an original. Now I can only think of the Mean Girls scene where I hear Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to the Sooty Studio. Welcome back to the live podcast, Q-U-K-W-W-V-Z-N. How about this? Um, uh, we can talk more Christmas stuff. Um, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, more Christmas stuff. Here we go. Uh, so we're gonna do the favorite songs and your least favorite songs next week. Christmas carols. Uh, we just talked about cartoons. Ooh, got it. What is your favorite Christmas movie? I don't mind talking about this now. Uh, be, uh, favorite Christmas movie. Um. I think mine is It's a Wonderful Life. I'd say It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. yeah. Um, the Long Kiss Goodnight. I don't know if I've seen that. I could have looked that one up, uh, Sergeant Williams. The Long Kiss Goodnight. I'm going to have to take the... I feel like I've seen that. The Long... Hold on for a second. 1996 film. Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, action mystery. Oh, it's a spy action thriller. Is it a Christmas movie? Or is it like Die Hard? Some will say, God damn right, it's a Christmas movie. Or if it's, or if it's one of those action movies that just takes place uh, during, uh, during Christmas. Actually, that's got a good cast. Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cox. Huh, I can't believe I ever seen that. I'll have to watch. Okay, cool. Oh, there's a Christmas parade in it. 
Okay, and Brian, Father Brian says, absolutely, damn it. If there's a Christmas parade in it, it's a goddamn Christmas movie. And don't argue with me. It is, and Die Hard. Die Hard, do you think it's a Christmas movie? I don't know. I don't know. It kind of would Die Hard work if it didn't take place during Christmas. I guess that's the ultimate question. Um, it seems like this debate came up like a few years ago, uh, uh, but just and if the debate didn't come up, do I think about Die Hard being taking place in Christmas? I mean, I always think of Die Hard, and I think about. You know, Bruce Willis saying, yippee ki motherfucker. And I think about Alan Rickman, who was freaking amazing in that. Okay. Plus violence and a badass chick. So, ooh, there you go. Actually, that sounds kind of hot. Violence and a badass chick. So, The Long Kissed Goodnight is a Christmas movie because it has a Christmas parade. There's a Christmas parade in it. And it has violence and a badass chick. All right. I'm liking it. Hey, welcome Shannon Lynn Jordan. Uh, she was here last week and added a lot to the uh, chitty chat room. Uh, welcome back. And we have Stinky Dad Glenn, my favorite Canadian. Yes, indeed. Uh, we like Stinky Dad Glenn. Go Toronto Maple Leafs or something. I don't watch hockey, but I know that Stinky Dad Glenn really likes hockey. Uh, good. Hey, Glenn, what's your... Uh, Glenn and uh, Shannon, we're talking... Uh, talking. Uh, talking. That's a main accent thing. Talking. Uh, favorite Christmas movies. Hey, Lady Me, how the hell are you? Welcome to the live show. What is your favorite Christmas movie? What is your favorite Christmas movie? Lady Me, Hey Beautiful, says Lady Rebecca. That's what we're talking. And Stinky Dad says they're winning 5-1. to one. Are they playing the Bruins? Uh, yeah. See, I don't, I'm not a hockey fan. If I were a hockey fan, I'd root for the Boston Bruins because I root for Boston sports teams. Uh, but that'd be the only reason. I mean, I can't tell you a name of a single hockey player now. That's how bad I am. Except none of them. The Grinch until his ass gets soft. You, you, well, I mean, is that the Jim Carrey one? But I mean, we already talked about cartoons. You can mention your cartoons about uh, movies. Santa Claus is coming to town in Christmas Story. I've never seen a Christmas Story, and um, I do have a DVD copy of it, and I I will watch it. This is the Christmas. I have heard some people say they really don't like a Christmas Story. It's interesting because it came out back when i was a teenager but i never saw it it didn't become popular until years later and glenn says uh no the toronto maple leafs are playing columbus I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. all right uh shannon does a podcast uh glenn does a podcast uh, lady me does a podcast home alone has been out it's been on the last two days. You know what? And I shit you not, I've never seen Home Alone. I've never seen Home Alone. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I've never seen it. I've never, isn't that? It's freaking weird. I know. I've never seen it. I remember it came, I know. What type of Gen Xer am I? Uh, yeah, I 
I haven't, and I apologize for it. Uh, I think I didn't see it back in the day in form of protests. Uh, I was a bit of a dink back then. I'm like, oh, everyone says this movie's great. I'm not going to go see that piece of shit. I'm going to go see some freaking ironic independent art house movie like Barton Fink or something. And, uh, yeah, I think that's why I never saw it back in the day. Uh, yes, I have a podcast. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. What kind of... I, I think I'm a pretty good Gen Xer, though. I mean, I, I, I mean, this... You should have that rescinded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do a pretty good job being a Gen Xer that does a podcast. Uh, a reasonably good job. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's disorganized as hell, like this episode. But, I mean, we do some good shows. Thank you, Shannon. That's very nice of you to say. She says, I'm good, good. Uh, Sergeant Williams and I kicked ass with the movie reviews, thanks to her. Uh, RJ Keller and I did a really good podcast the other night, too. I like that one, The Born in the USA. And those review shows actually do really well in the, the published land, download land. It's one of those things that uh, they can be around on my uh, little platform for months and people still listen to them. They kind of peck away at them. Yep, exactly. And I do try to have fun here. I mean, that's the uh, name of the game. So uh, A Christmas Carol, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol that came out in 1984, excuse me, uh, that was pretty good. That was a good movie. I will say this. Love Actually, that movie sucks, okay? I watched that for the first time last year. Love Actually is a terrible, terrible, god-awful movie. There's nothing redeeming about it. It's bad. That guy holding up the cards to that woman at the door at the end of the movie, I don't find it sweet. I just find it weird. I find the whole scene with the 11-year-old boy chasing the 11-year-old girl through the airport uh, with encouragement from his stepdad, I find that weird. I find it weird. I find the whole thing with Colin Firth falling in love with a Yugoslavian lady and learning languages, blah, blah, blah. I find it weird. I just find it, I don't like it. I don't like it. It gives like this odd hope. No, it doesn't even give hope. Hope's not even the freaking word. It's just weird. You know what? It's like you fell in love with your best friend's wife. You know, move on. You don't like make close-up videos of her during the wedding. You don't, you know, write a bunch of cards on post. uh, You don't make a bunch of notes on poster paper and show up at her door and say how freaking perfect she is. No, you move on. You do that shit for somebody else. You missed your chance on that one, bud. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that movie's terrible. Yeah. I haven't tried post-it notes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how to romance. I mean, I would. I don't think I'd romance a woman that way by just writing notes on poster paper. 
I mean, I'm old fat. I don't know. I think flowers are good after there's some comfort and trust there. Um, I think making yourself vulnerable by saying how you really feel without sounding too freaky is good. But, you know, if your best friend gets married to someone you have a crush on, dude, you got to move on. You got to move on. You know, they, you know, you can't be doing poster board notes like that. You can't. You can't. Sorry, you missed your chance. That's the same actor that ended up playing uh, Rick Grimes on the So your episodes are like a bowl of peanuts that used to have at bars. People just kind of pick at them. Exactly. That's what my podcast episodes are like. People just pick at them. It's just like, you know, I'll publish an episode, week, especially the review episodes. And people are like, oh, yeah, look at that. They did a Madonna Like a Virgin review. I want to listen to that. You know what's weird about that is the first week I put that out, there were like 10 people. I, I think I only had five people listen to the live show. Sergeant Williams was one. Then I put it out, and only ten people the first week downloaded it. Now it's up to, like, 46, I think. And most of them have been in the last, uh, say, four or five weeks. Because that, that episode's been out for a while. It's it, People are starting to listen to the album reviews more and more, and I appreciate that. And then with the movie reviews, it's kind of the same thing. They just kind of pick away at them like peanuts. Welcome, 10 Spot. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Do, do, do. Uh, I'm heading home for Christmas in about six days. Oh, okay. Good for you, Lady Me. You've been traveling across the country back and forth quite a bit. How's your job at... Uh, How's your job at uh, Maine Medical going? Uh, oh, not liking the weather very much in Maine. Uh, reading through the chitty chat room. My fave Christmas Halloween movie is Nightmare Before Christmas. That is another movie I haven't seen. I can't believe it. It's like it's out on Netflix every time, like, or some streaming platform every time this time of year. And I don't know why I've never seen it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, this is the year I'm going to watch that, and I never have. So um, I'd rather see that than Home Alone. Home Alone I will watch at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You would just text her a lovely message and a rose emoji. You know, there's something to be said for just texting somebody and saying something incredibly nice. It doesn't have to be too schmaltzy. You know, but there's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of charm one can produce in the kitty chat room. Exactly. Uh, I'm getting a message. Did you have supper? Okay, how should I answer this one? Did I have supper? Yes. I had popcorn and M&M's, which is a great combination. Peanut M&M's. M and... M's. There we go. How about that? Uh, spell check. God damn you. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said about just sending a nice message. 
maybe throw in a hard eyes if you're hinting at boobies. Now, that would just be wrong, now, wouldn't it? Is is that what hard eyes mean, boobies? Is that, I didn't, like, eggplant means we know what that means. Or peach means we know what that means. Way better is Rick Mines. Yes, he was a much better Rick Grimes than he was writing notes on poster paper for uh, married women. You know, move on, move on. Now I'm getting a message back. LOL, awesome. Yeah, see, I kick ass. Yeah, when I eat popcorn and M&M's for supper, I get appreciation. Exactly. At Wicked Awesome. What? That one, too. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, she's talking about the uh, Like a Virgin podcast. Yeah. That one's fun, actually. It's always on Disney Plus, says uh, Lady Oh, she's saying what to. Uh, I haven't seen uh, uh, Nightmare uh, before Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty bad. I haven't seen A Christmas Story. I haven't seen Home Alone. I haven't seen uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I guess. And I call myself a Gen Xer. Uh, Egg rolls. You had egg rolls for supper? That sounds good. I I haven't had egg rolls in a long time. Oh, I think it's standard, but it worked before. So, oh, he's talking about the uh, uh, heart. Uh, the hard eyes emoji. I see. He's saying no. Uh, I don't think it's a standard. So they don't mean boobies. Oh crap! Hard eyes mean that, says Sergeant White. <laughs> yeah, come to no. And I'm not going to start a rumor. We won't be starting a rumor here. That that that's what uh, that means. Okay, so we won't do that. Uh, damn, that changes the context of a lot of messages I get. <laughs> you get a lot of those hard eyes. <laughs> oh, geez, oh, what a... <laughs> yeah, that old Glenn. Glenn yeah. He, he, he walked it back, so we're good there. All right. Uh, good. So, uh, excellent. Okay, so next Tuesday we'll do your favorite Christmas carols and your least favorite Christmas carols. We'll do that. Excellent. Do any of you watch the Hallmark uh, Christmas movies? I can't stomach those. I think my daughter forced me to watch a couple at one point, but uh, complete. I think one had one of them had Floris Henderson in it. Uh, you know, the Brady Bunch mother. And she was like a bunny farmer. Um, and there was a girl who had selective mutism who uh, eventually at the end of the movie talked because of uh, the Brady Bunch mother being a uh, bunny farmer. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Do I seem like I hate myself enough to watch Hallmark Christmas movies? No, 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 no. You, you don't. You don't. You don't. Plus, there's, I mean, there's hockey to watch. I mean, you watch a lot of hockey, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't watch Christmas movies anymore. Jeez. I I I don't. I don't. Um I you know, as a kid, I mean we were talking about the cartoons earlier, they were you'd watch the same cartoons year after year. 
Um, but I don't know if, yeah, I don't know about that. I guess I'll have to watch. I'll watch a nightmare before Christmas. What the hell? I'll watch that at least. And we'll do that. Uh, Later, Rebecca will just be starting on that as little man becomes more aware of Christmas. LOL. Yeah, when you have a kid, you're going to be forced to watch a lot of Christmas stuff. And you'll get to watch all those classics again. And you got to watch a lot of crap with it. I mean, they put out a sequel to Rudolph the Red Order Spring Gear, which is probably the most horrible computer animation you could ever possibly imagine. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm surprised that. Whoever owns the copyrights to that uh, would even freaking allow it. It's like, oh, God, it's bad. It's like god-awful. It's just, oh, really, really bad. Really bad. You already have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You, yeah, because he's little man's a toddler now, so he's watching all that stuff. My kid, for whatever reason, like possibly the most boring Christmas movie of all time, The Polar Express, I completely agree. And I like that book. I was excited when the movie came out, especially knowing that Tom Hanks was involved with it. And holy snooze fest. Yeah, that was really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, what is uh, staying on the theme of Christmas and favorite things about Christmas? What is your favorite Christmas food? How about that? Favorite Christmas food. Here we go. Hey, Too Much Saucy. Welcome to the live studio. We're talking about. Uh, we're talking about a lot of Christmassy stuff. Now we're talking about our favorite Christmas food. Uh, gumbo. Is gumbo Christmas food? Eggnog. There, Okay. Uh, gumbo. I suppose gumbo could be Christmas food if you goddamn want it to be. Uh, hold on a second. I got to scroll up a little bit here. Uh... Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. I love ABC. They, they, they're also known. Nightmare. Uh, Lady Rebecca really likes Nightmare Before Christmas, so I'm going to watch it just for Lady Rebecca's sake. I'm going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'll report directly back to her on how we feel about it. He loved it and watched it over and over as a four-year-old, and I'm like, damn. I'm in my 20s at the time, and I can't make it halfway in. Yeah, talking about the Polar Express, it's bad. Luckily, my kids didn't like it even at a young age. So, uh, Getting back to Christmas food. Andy's mints and chocolate-covered cherries. Oh, I love chocolate-covered cherries. I haven't had those in years. Um, some of them have the cream with the chocolate-covered cherries. Those I didn't like as a kid. I like them now. I like them either way. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Eggnog with rum makes people's Christmas cheer more tolerable. That's a miserable. <laughs> Yeah, I remember drinking a lot of eggnog with rum back in the day and liked it. I actually like eggnog, but I can't. Ugh. It's uh, Now it's a little bit too sweet for me. I can handle a sip or two, but that's about it. Um, Let's see. I used to be able to drink that stuff like in a 16-ounce glass full. It's good for two nights a year. Yeah, eggnog. 
Yeah, eggnog is a boat. Yeah. And maybe I'll have a cup of it this year. Uh, I do like the nutmeg kind of flavor, but it's like you're drinking heavy cream when you drink that stuff with a shit ton of sugar. So, mm -hmm. good, good. My favorite Christmas food. I remember when I was uh, like four years old. Remember, as clear as day, um, my aunt used to throw this big Christmas party. This is when my parents were still together just before they got divorced. And uh, somebody made these chocolate cut out cookies, like in the shapes of Christmas trees, candy canes with the frosting on them. And I remember thinking I liked them, but then I ate like maybe two of them. And I got an upset stomach. And I remember sitting on my mother's lap going, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And my mother was dressed up. And I threw up all over her lap. Uh, and I can still taste those damn cookies. So to this day, any frosted type of cookie whatsoever, I cannot stand. Blech. Um. So I know that that's not uh, my favorite food. Pulling back up. Let's see. Jack Skellington is voiced by Chris Sarandon from Fright Night. Just some trivia. Oh, good. Okay. That's good to know, Sergeant Williams. Someone who catered Christmas parties frequently. I don't particularly like any Christmas food. LOL. I remember my aunt actually, um, this is a different aunt, as I got older, she threw a Christmas Eve party every year. Uh, she would take like this Pillsbury dough, wrap it around shrimp and just bake them in the oven. And those were really good, like shrimp in a blanket. Uh, man, I mean, I, I could eat after a while. People just stopped eating them. And as a kid, I just grab handfuls of them. Go, I don't know. That's good stuff. Yeah. Is it trivia if it wasn't in question form? Well, the thing is, um, if uh, I am going to trivia night at a local brewery tomorrow night, so that question might come up: Who voiced Jack Skellington in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? And in that, and in that sense, uh, Sergeant Williams just gave me uh, a very useful, useful hint. It's useless knowledge rattling around in my head, which is what trivia is supposed to be. Which is what trivia is supposed to be. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I get frustrated with is uh, when our team doesn't win, which we come in second more than we come in first, it's always over things like, how the hell did that person know that? Because there's always one team that will know something that is so, like, off the wall that you don't think anyone will know. Uh, we had a, a question about the Olympics one time. And this is a bonus question. It's the bonus that always gets us. What do the five Olympic rings represent? Each ring represents something different. And there was a team that knew all five. And and there's just, uh, how? How'd you know that? How'd you know that? How does anyone know that? Without anyone looking it up, I can guarantee that the seven people that are listening right now, nobody knows what the five rings uh, five the five Olympic rings represent. I can guarantee nobody knows that. And if you put that down, 
if, if you put it down, uh, I'm going to say you looked it up. You Googled it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. You're all wonderful people. Uh, but it means I knew. I mean, I knew they represented stuff. Yeah, I knew they represented uh, stuff, too. I mean, it's not like the obvious, obvious ones like brotherhood, peace, harmony, friendship uh kindness you, you know what i mean it's it's none of like the obvious ones it, they're actually like bigger words uh that uh i don't even think we got one uh yeah uh, we were that bad on that one exactly all right all right uh they started out all naked they were pretty liberal to start out yeah yeah yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize. The Greeks uh, all did their athletics naked. They did. They did. That's a true thing. Now, the statues are naked, but they were actually naked, too. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't think it was that big of a deal just to be naked around everyone. Uh, now, if an Olympian showed up, like, at the stadium naked, uh, you know, and they use the excuse, hey, man. I'm just going back to the, like the beginning roots. Like, you know, isn't this tradition? I mean, would that athlete have a point? Should we be shocked? Should he be arrested for exhibitionism? I mean, he's just trying to be a traditional Olympian. Going back to the Greek foundation of the games, right? I mean... Right. Hey, hobo. How are you, how are you doing? Welcome to the live studio. Ah, this fizzy water is good. I'm drinking some fizzy water. Yeah, good stuff. Well, hobo just came in, so I probably should keep this show going a little longer, eh? I just said, hey, hi, Glenn. I'm Canadian. How about that? <laughs> um. Yeah, sponsored by Playboy and Gatorade. There you go go there you go there's some sponsorships for you yep if uh this podcast was sponsored by playboy i'd have to be talking about different things i'd have to be talking about my life as a bachelor in more detail than i do right now and uh, that would be an interesting show i don't know if i could pull that one off actually um you know you know we mentioned boobs today. No, you mentioned boobs today. You mentioned boobs today, Glenn. I was just reading from what you did. Yeah. But I guess you have a point there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Hobo, he says hello. Good. Good. Uh, Father Brian must be getting ready for their show tonight. If you want to listen to Planet ADHD at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central Time time please do here right on the pod beam if you want to become a podcaster yourself like brother wicked good luck <laughs> good luck to you by all means do it you could use <laughs> yeah yeah 
I encourage anyone to podcast that wants to podcast. And if you want to use the Podbean platform, it's a good platform to use. I actually do like this platform because of the live show. And I said that before. I haven't had much trouble with trolls when they... I do a pretty good job of ignoring them anyway. Um, and... Um, yeah. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I tend not to cause drama here. This is a drama-free zone. It's just pretty much I just talk about what the hell's going on in my life. I do occasional shows with other people like Stout, Eric, Sergeant Williams, R.J. Keller. Uh, I interviewed Father Brian one time. I interviewed other. I haven't done an interview for a while, actually. I interviewed a couple authors, three authors, actually. And I interviewed a Frank Champa, a friend of mine who used to do, still does do a lot of costume design and a local business owner. I should do an interview again uh, at some point. The interview shows are fun. Uh, those are fun. I should like read some random Kindle book again, contact the author and see if they'll <laughs> be agreed. To it. I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Just finding random people that write books and put them on Kindle and reading them and then interviewing them oh maybe i should this is what i should do this is okay there's a lot of smut that's written and published on kindle i mean a lot i mean when i when i say smut i mean like wicked smut i mean it just you think about nasty porno sex they write it i should contact one of those writers if they use their real name and interview them on this show but i wouldn't actually have them do a reading because that'd just be outright naughty but i would ask them uh, questions like uh so do you have a hard time writing this or uh, uh you know uh, or was it difficult at first did you have, were there any mental barriers to you getting this out on paper uh, uh do you make money doing this uh, how many of these have you written? Uh, the, the ty that type of thing. Uh, that type of thing. That's what I. That's what I should do. Um, there's a retri retired stripper Pixie, who some of us know through Twitter, who is very active in getting other podcasters to podcast. Uh, very active in social media. Very active in the podcast world. She's actually agreed to be interviewed by me before so i and i have mentioned her before then i kind of got away from the idea and i'm like eh, because a lot of times she gets a little bit uh the stories get a little bit too uh beyond what this plat my show kind of gets into i mean this is a clean family show right it's you know, but now that I kind of seen what she's done on social media, I'd be more comfortable with her coming on because uh, she is very respectful and blah 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 blah. And yeah, like you said, she is fun. Uh, Glenn, yeah, Glenn's aware of you. Yeah. When I don't call in, yes, uh, uh, <laughs> Father Brian. When you call in, you're always fine. Father Brian's always been fine when he calls into this show. He's very articulate, very appropriate. If anything, I probably, when you call in, I, I've been caught swearing more than you uh, one time. Uh, 
Have her as Project Pixie and less stripper side. Yeah, yeah. She does several. Uh, I shouldn't say several, but she does more than one podcast. Next on stage one is about uh, life as a stripper, and she brings in other people in the adult entertainment industry, interviews them. But she also does stuff that's ex- exclusive to podcasting, and she does one on pop culture stuff too. She's kind of a uh, pop culture geek. So uh, she is well-rounded in that way. So, yeah, she'd be really cool to actually interview. Uh, And, I mean, the stripper stuff would come up, but it wouldn't go into a lot of uh, detail. And it's not about stuff that she's done. It's more about stories that she's witnessed uh, in her role as a stripper. I understand the position you are in professionally. You get my business persona. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, really, when it comes down to what I do professionally, as long as I don't talk about work, I'm pretty safe. Um, But at the same time, I do know people in the community uh, listen to me as well. And part of me is like, well, if you get offended, well, that's your problem. There There is that part of me. But also at the same time, I want them to listen and spread the word to other people. I can be myself and not be outright just uh, say what's on my mind with as much filth and profanity that there is. I mean, I'm not like that in person anyway. So this is pretty much what you get here is the genuine me. And I'd say that, yeah, I mean, I'd say that. I mean, I'm... I'm comfortable sharing with what I'm sharing. I don't share everything, but I'm comfortable sharing uh, what I'm comfortable with. Jeez, can I talk? (laughs) You get the idea. Uh, Brian doesn't bother getting out of the gutter for me. It's how I like it. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their uh, thing. I mean, some people are more comfortable uh, saying what they say. Oh, my God. Oh, Miss Matt, stop it. What am I trying to say here? Okay, I'm going to collect my thoughts. I'm going to get a sip of sippy water. I've been talking too much. I'm going to take a sip of sippy water, and then I'm going to gather my thoughts. Here we go. Uh, Sip of fizzy water. Okay, here we go. Some people are comfortable saying what is ever on their mind in whatever form it comes out and that's okay part of the reason why i kind of sort of stutter or stumble over my words is i filter a little bit uh, too much i think about what i'm going to say before it gets out there if people don't have that filter and it just comes out it's just i in a way admire people that can do that that seemingly don't care if they're going to be judged about the words that come out of their mouth i mean uh i mean i admire i I do have some admiration for that uh, because that's not that's not me Uh, this moment break is brought by wicked awesome fizzy water wicked awesome fizzy water it has bubbles it has just enough flavor and it's non-alcoholic Find this at your local Hannaford because 
It says Hannaford on the. Oh, geez. Okay, I got to work on that. I'm going to work on that. I give me. I have the week off after Christmas. I'll work on a fizzy water ad. I promise. Do I make money off Podbean? Oh yeah, I'm a freaking gazillionaire. Um, I make so much money off Podbean that I have to give it away. Uh, I do. I I don't know what to do with it all. I mean, I, I it falls out of my pocket sometimes. Uh, I I I. Uh, I go down to the dock here at Belfast and on Saturdays with a wheelbarrow full of money, and I just say, okay, people line up. I'm going to be giving money away today because I'm making so much money off Podbean. <laughs> I'm being a wise ass. <laughs> no, I haven't made a dime off Podbean. Um, I pay, in fact, I lose money um, because I pay... Uh, and I'm not complaining about that. I pay $14 a month for the privilege of doing a podcast. I can also listen to other podcasts as well, but I can't do what I'm doing here unless I pay uh, what I pay, $14 a month. I can make that more affordable if I pay for the whole year. Then it works out to be about $9 less a month, and that would save me you know, $60 a year, uh, and which I probably should do. But, I mean, it's a hobby. Uh, and I like doing it. Um, I do have a real job that has demands, a little bit of stress, and all that other fun adult stuff. And, uh, and like Stinky Dad Glenn, uh, he gets some cost recovery. I mean, a lot of guys out there can make it pay for, uh, can make their podcast pay for themselves through Patreon or through Tip. Uh, the tip jar through uh, good pods or, you know, there's ways of making it happen. I'm not comfortable asking people for money to listen to me. I will say that. That being said, if I could grow this audience and do like sponsorships for people, I mean, I have no, I, I would sponsor, I would do sponsorships on this podcast if one, I believed in the product. And uh, that'd be about it, actually. <laughs> and two, if they would agree to take me. Uh, and that's the problem, because I've written proposals before, but what they do is they look at the statistics, the listenership of the show, and that's what uh, is a primary driving factor. Now, that could improve if I actually did voice recordings and did demos for them. Uh, and then... They could be like, oh, wow, that guy has a nice voice. Well, maybe not on your podcast, but we can invite uh, you to go over here and record your voice and record a commercial and we'll use you there. And this is the money to do it. And in fact, I do that for very little money. I do it just to uh, pay for what I do here, uh, actually, actually. I mean, what's more important to me with this podcast is to reach a few more people than I do now. That's really my primary goal. Um, another goal as well is to keep the live listeners that I do, which have been regular. And um, I would say I probably have seven or eight people that are regulars on the live show. And I appreciate that. Then in download land, I probably have about 20 
I would say, that download on a regular basis. So when you look at it, that's 27 listeners per episode. Uh, Sometimes it's more because uh, a lot of time, most of the times it's more than that because you'll get uh, random people that are just there to check it out. But as far as devoted listeners, I'd say seven live listeners and about 20 uh, downloads. Uh, Father Brian, yeah, Father Brian says he's covered for the next year. And they, Father Brian found, and Lady Rebecca, uh, they have mentioned this before. Uh, I believe they have an anonymous donor that pays for their uh, subscription. Uh, they, it did last year and uh, uh, this coming year by the sounds of it. So th- that part's kind of, uh, so that's kind of cool. And if I could get into a situation like that, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to turn down people that are going to, uh, pay uh, pay uh, for me to do this. I'm just not going to go out and ask them for it. I mean, you're never going to see me ask uh, for people to contribute to a PayPal account or whatever else, or even leave money in a tip jar. It's just, that's not who I am. But if somebody offered, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, thank you. And I would do whatever I could to make it up uh, f- for them, uh, which maybe just doing more shows. Uh, would be all that they would want, which is awesome. Shannon says, I wish uh, Podbean had video. Yeah. I th- Is there an advanced Podbean package you can buy that would that has video? I don't know. I don't know. I... It's hard to say. I mean, I know that like nonsense went over to Twitch, which is video. But the problem with that is he gets live listeners, which that is his MO. But it's you can't publish. I believe you can't publish your shows uh, if if you're doing a cast over there. I mean, it's a Twitch is a good platform for him. It's what he prefers. Um, I don't mind. I don't care if people see me or not zoom if you're not if you don't care about a live audience zoom is a great platform just to record your voice and then if you want to use video on social media uh, of part of the show uh, you can you can take snippets of that in fact a lot of podcasters do that That's our end. Yeah. So Father Brian, Lady Rebecca's annual goal is to get uh, it paid for his the subscription paid for for the year. And actually, that would be that's a that wouldn't be a bad goal for me is to somehow have it pay for uh, itself. It's like Zumba. I pay forty dollars a month to just keep my license as a Zumba instructor. And actually, I pay 47 because I have a Zoom account through them as well if I want to teach online classes. And it pays for itself, which is fine because I get exercise, I get enjoyment, it's social, and it pays for itself. So uh, I'm happy about that. And that's all I expect it to do at this point. And my sponsor is annual value of 50 bucks US uh, in US dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting my voice out there. Hell, I'd do voice recordings for anything. If people wanted to hire me to do a voice of a cartoon character on uh, some superhero thing, great, great. I would do it in a heartbeat. I've done voice acting before. I'd love to do it. 
opportunities, opportunities. Voiceovers would pay for our podcast. Scout, hey Scout, how the hell are you, bud? Coming into the studio, good to see you, Scout. Yes, sir. So some late entries into the wicked awesome podcast. Yep, yep. Uh, Podbean offers video and post, but not live. Says Glenn B. Yep. To be fair. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, Becca and I also voice over services to some individuals. Oh, that's cool. That's cool that you guys do that. And the video pop said, holy cow, you got to pay $100 a month for the podcast capable package for Podbean. And you know what I'm going to say to that? F that. I'm not paying $100 a month for that. Way. Yeah. Zoom Pro is the best for guest spots. Yep. Yeah, it is. And I actually have that through my Zumba account. Actually. That's one thing. I uh with the Zumba account, I do get a really good Zoom package. Oh uh, they have a partnership, so that's good. Uh, StreamYard is also a platform if you want to use video so sticky. Sticky Dad Glenn. I almost said sticky <laughs> sticky ass Glenn. <laughs> Is that what I should call Glenn from now on? Stinky ass Glenn. <laughs> Becca is a mercenary. She will sell my voice to anyone. Ooh, Becca. Yo, says C Stout. Uh, Shannon, I would love voiceover work. You could go to work in your pajamas. I go to work in my pajamas anyway. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Oh, I do have a story to tell. So the other day, and I, I can't, I'm going to tell this story. And it's funny, but it had me worried at the same time. So I'm getting ready for work the other day. It's a cold morning. So I'm making coffee, brushing my teeth. I already was out of the shower, making the bed, checking my phone, doing that kind of stuff. Uh, Like I said, it was cold. I didn't have the heat up in the apartment, so I cranked it. And I'm like, geez. So I put on my shirt my uh flannel over it and uh a vest i have an insulated wolverine vest that i uh that i wear and get my socks on my underwear is on i'm walking around and uh, sipping my coffee getting my keys blah 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 and what do i do i'm like maybe i should go out and start the car and all that other stuff and i almost opened my apartment door to go outside and i was not wearing pants and i thought to myself oh my god it was the first time in my life that i realized that old bastards leave their places their abodes without wearing pants and that's when people worry and that's when they make the newspaper old guy escapes from nursing home uh, naked from the waist down I realized at that moment that 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 type of thing is very understandable. Uh, so, uh, and it scared me a little bit because someday it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I can guarantee that. But someday I'm going to leave my home and I will not be wearing pants. Is you a two-hour spot, which is perfect for a podcast with video. 
The kid was generally speaking of my ass when he came up with Stinky Dad. So, I mean, not far off uh, going to Stinky Ass Glenn's potential nickname there. Uh, you got in the mail nude before, Brian? Were you aware that you were nude, that you're leaving the house nude when you went to get the mail? I mean, if you go get the mail and you're nude, uh, as long as you know you're nude, the I don't have a problem. I mean, I think that's okay. That kind of thing's okay. Uh, well, okay in the sense that uh, at least you're aware that you're nude. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, no young children are around, that type of thing. And uh, yeah. Did you attest uh, have undies on? I had undies on. <laughs> no, I, no, I did not do that, Glenn. Uh, yeah, okay. Absolute intent. Okay, so if you had absolute intent to walk to the mailbox naked, uh, I, I would say uh, mentally you're a sound mind. Got to go, guys. See you soon. See you, Shannon. Thanks for joining the show. The package was urgent. It must have been. God damn it, I got to get that package. It's so it's so important that, oh, shit, where are my pants? Where are my clothes? Where are my shirt? Ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go get it. God damn it. It was his overnight delivery of Viagra. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had that thought, too. I had that thought, too, Glenn. I did. <laughs> uh, some packages are urgent. You know that. Uh, yep. All right. Okay, guys, I'm going to head. Actually, this went a longer than I thought. Uh, he's been... <laughs> Yeah, two days from Amazon Prime. Yeah, so that's been we haven't been getting two days with that lately. What's interesting is where my old man lives in Florida. I can order something for him from Amazon, and he gets it like within hours. In Maine, uh, we don't always get it within two days. That Prime thing, uh, and actually, Amazon in some places they have their own UPS type trucks. And they're electric, and that's what uh, my father has. But there's a warehouse really close by to where he lives, and that's what, that's why, uh, that's why that type of thing happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I'll end the show there. Like I said, no Saturday shows for the rest of the month. I probably won't even be doing spot up music shows because I'm uh, so busy. I will be doing uh, a Tuesday show the next two weeks. Uh, the week after Christmas, I won't be. I'm going to be off that week. And Sergeant Williams and I will be doing uh, the next Saturday night show on January 1st, where we will be reviewing uh, Fatal Attraction and Revenge of the Nerds. Think about next week, your favorite Christmas carol and your least favorite Christmas carol. And until next time, I'll pop in on your shows when I have time, uh, hopefully live. If not, I'll listen to you in the published land and i do love you all and until next time god bless you take care bye